Hi, welcome again to another podcast of When the Scripture Becomes Real. It's where we study and learn the scriptures together, where we grow, where we learn uh, from our mistakes, where we learn from our failures, so we can be the best versions of ourselves that the Lord calls us to be. This is the first one of 2018. Happy New Year. Um, For this podcast, we want to discuss the topic of what we learned last year. Not necessarily the scripture becomes real and put a topic there, but this one we want to do a special one. We want to do uh, lessons that I've learned from 2017 and lessons that, you know, and things I want to get better at in 2018. And so before we start uh, this podcast today, I read a quote. Um, I actually got it as a notification this morning, and it, it said this. Uh, it says to step out on faith. If I can get it open here. There we go. It says, step out on faith and let it go. Something beautiful is trying to grow in its place. And when I thought about that, I thought, well, this would be perfect to study today. You know, and that's for all of us. You know, sometimes we just have to let one year go and let another year grow. And so, you know, think about the person that you were in 2017 and the person that you want to be in 2018. And sometimes, you know, you have to look back to who you were uh, last year and kind of let who you were last year go and focus on on growing yourself in 2018 and becoming a better version of yourself. And so I wrote down a list just for myself. And I encourage you to do this, too, because remember, I believe it was maybe the last, last podcast or the one before we talked about kind of self-examination and we talked about, you know, self-scrutinizing yourself. To, to really just look at what you've done wrong and kind of kind of change that in yourself. And so I, I wrote down a list of some lessons that I learned in 2017 that helped me and hopefully they can help you too. And so we can you know become better people in 2018. And so the first lesson that I learned in 2017 was don't be so reliant on yourself and your strength. You know, sometimes when we had to go through trials when we go through struggles um when we go through whatever you can you can fill in the blank we focus so much on ourselves and i think we we fall into the trap where when everything's going well um you know people always say god is good when things are well well god is good when things are well and when things aren't he's always good regardless of the circumstance but i think we fall into the trap to where we forget about him when things go wrong and, you know, you so you become reliant on yourself. And I looked up a couple of verses. And again, this is a podcast where we, we study the scripture together. So we always let the scripture uh, answer our questions and our concerns. And so if you go to Psalm chapter 40, and we're going to look through a bunch of single verses today, but they all match. It's perfect. If you go to Psalm chapter 40, and if you start in verse 3, look at what the what the Psalms writer says here. And he hath put a new song in my mouth, even praise unto our God. Many shall see it in fear and shall trust in the Lord. Verse 40 is key here. Blessed is the man that maketh the Lord his trust and respecteth not the proud, nor such as turn aside to lies. Yeah, I think that's that's so important in learning not to trust yourself. No matter what is happening around you always trust in the Lord and always trust in his plan. And again, like we talked about earlier, I think of Joseph, you know, you look at Joseph and look at the life that he lived 
he lived really it's it's sad when you think about it but from 17 on he really lived the life of of undue turmoil and if anyone could ask you know why this is happening or why this is happening it was joseph but joseph if you notice no matter where he was a foreign land egypt jail in the pit no matter where joseph was the scripture always said but the lord was with joseph the lord was with him and i think that that's such another good point too is if you have the lord and you have no one else you have everything but sometimes if you have everyone but you don't have the lord you have nothing and that's that's a really profound lesson that i learned too is that sometimes if it's just you and the lord you you have everything because he is everything and he should be everything to you. And from Psalm 44, verse four, blesses a man that maketh the Lord his trust. I, you know, that's one thing I want to do, too, is make the Lord my trust in all my doings. No matter what's happening, the Lord's going to be my trust. And so that's that's one lesson I learned. And let's go to another couple of verses here. If you go to Proverbs chapter three, the book of wisdom, just a great book just to read just for practical things. And I think Proverbs is a great book just to read at the end of the year. Okay, how have I been doing in my trust? How have I been doing in my mercy? How have I been doing in my humility? You know, am I proud? You know, there's some things that we can really answer from the book of Proverbs. But if you look at this, let's start in verse four of chapter three of Proverbs. So shalt thou find favor and good understanding in the sight of God and man. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not upon thine own understanding, but in all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy path. Be not wise in thine own eyes, but fear the Lord and depart from evil. I think in a lot of circumstances, I felt like I was wise in my own eyes. Um, you know, I, I felt like I, I should have consulted the Lord more in things and because the, the Lord can always see the bigger picture more than we can. And so just trusting in the Lord at all times and leaning not on my understanding of things. Um, the Bible says in verse six, that he'll direct your path. And sometimes here's one big thing too: trusting in the Lord doesn't always mean that you're going to understand why something's happening. I learned that too. Trusting in the Lord means whether you understand what's happening or whether you don't understand what's happening, you're still going to trust him that he is going to do what's best. And that's that was huge for me in, in 2017 going into 2018. Is You know, I like to, from a child, you know, working with little things, I've always liked to figure things out. I've always liked to know why this is happening, why this is happening. I always uh, like to have a reason for things. But with the Lord, you don't need a reason. You just trust him and just know that if you trust him, everything's going to be okay. No matter what's happening. Well, what's an example of that? Joseph, like we talked about. But again, think about Job. One day, he's the greatest man in all the East. Next day, he lost his family, lost his wealth lost his health, lost his riches, lost his everything. But Job, even though he didn't understand, 
he trusted and had faith. You see, that's what true faith is. True faith isn't, you know, when things are going well, you you trust him. True faith is whether you understand what's going on around you or not, your level of trust is still the same. And that's how these great men of faith were able to get through anything. Is no matter what were, what was thrown in their way, they knew that, okay, I may not understand why God's letting all this happen to me, but it doesn't matter. I know that everything's going to be okay because I know who God is. And that's that was a big lesson for me in 2017. Uh, but another verse here, and this is the last one for this one. If you go to Psalm chapter 56, Psalm 56, verse um, verse 3. The Psalms writer just simply writes this one sentence. When time I'm afraid, I will trust in thee. That, you know, and that goes along with trust. Sometimes you'll be afraid. But trusting in God is everything. And he'll always bring you comfort. And so the first lesson that I learned in 2017 was don't be so reliant on myself and don't be so reliant on my strength. Second lesson that I learned in 2017 was to learn to ask for help. You know, I've I've always liked to do things on my own. I've always liked to, um, like I said, figure things out on my own and to show that I figure things out on my own. Not for a prideful way, but just to show, you know, I could do it. Um, but in all things, physically and spiritually, we, we all need to ask for help sometimes. And if you look at Psalm chapter 22... Psalm 22, and let's go to verse number 19. Let's look at what the scripture says here. Psalmist writes this, But be not thou far from me, O Lord, O my strength, haste thee to help me. You know, we sing a lot of songs about the Lord helping us, you know, because we need it. You know, we're not perfect, and sometimes we're put in situations, and sometimes we put ourselves in certain situations. But be not far from me, Lord. Make haste to help me. Sometimes we really just need to ask for the Lord's help and the Lord's guidance. And I want you to think about this, and I'm talking to myself too. When was the last time when you had a major life decision, uh, when you had a major you know, circumstance or, or something going on, when was the last time you just asked for God's help? You just sat down and you prayed and you you asked his help. You know it's it's kind of it's kind of hard sometimes because sometimes we 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 think this when we're put in a certain certain uh, situation or circumstance. This is our first you know question in our mind. Well, how can I fix this? I got to figure this out. I got to figure out why this is happening. I got to know everything. No, you don't have to know everything. No, you don't have to figure out everything. Just ask the Lord to help me and just trust that in his time, he'll help you out. Look at this one. Look at Psalm 27, verse 9. If I can get there. Psalm 27, 9. Actually, let's start in verse 8 because that, that goes along with that as well. When thou saidst, saidst, seek ye my face, my heart said unto thee, thy face, Lord, Will I seek? Hide not thy face far from me. Put not thy servant away in anger. Thou hast been my help. 
leave me not, neither forsake me, Lord, O God, of my salvation. You know, sometimes, you know, we, we disappoint the Lord in not asking for his help. But the psalmist writer, he says, Lord, please don't hide your face from me. Lord, please don't don't put me away in your anger. Lord, I, I know I need to ask for your help. I know that. And sometimes we fall into that same category as a psalmist writer. Sometimes we try to figure things out on our own and, and, and try to do things on our own. And sometimes we forget all about the Lord. And sometimes we, we need to start off with just asking his help. And so that, that was another lesson that I learned as well. And here's, a, here's the last verse I want to notice for that point. If you go to Psalm chapter 60, Psalm chapter 60 and I want to start in verse uh, 11. Again, the psalmist writer just simply writes, Lord, please give us help from trouble. For vain is the help of man. You know, it, it is good to have the help of our brothers and sisters. It is great to have that. That is a blessing that God has given us in Christ. And it's a wonderful blessing that uh, should be used on multiple, multiple occasions. But we have to remember as well. Our brethren are still men. They still make mistakes. They still falter. You know, I'm a brother to many, but I've I've failed people before. You are a brother or a sister to someone, but you failed someone before. It doesn't mean you're a bad person, but you've you're you're human. You failed people before. And so have I. And so the psalmist writer remembers that we're just men. But we always have to put our complete trust in God. And if you notice that about the scripture, the scripture says that as brothers and sisters, we are to encourage, we are to help each other. But did you notice that throughout, you can't find a verse in scripture or you can't find implication through the scripture that you're supposed to put your full trust in your brothers and sisters. The only person that that is reserved for is God. And you can find multiple verses just in the book of Psalms, not including the other 65 books in the scripture that says trust in God. Our full trust should always be in him. And that's another lesson that I learned, too, is always trust God because he's the one that can see ahead and he can. He's the one that knows how to help you. Yes, we have great intentions as brethren and as men, but the Lord has the best of intentions for us. And just we just need to trust in him. So that's the second lesson that I learned in 2017. Third lesson that I learned. Work only to please God and not to please man. You know, I read something yesterday or maybe a couple days ago, but it said this. It said, stop working for a round of applause, but you need to start working for a well done. And that was that was profound when I read that. And it, it made me think. You know, just as just for me and I'm just I just thought about myself and I hope you do for yourself is as a preacher of the gospel or if I wasn't a preacher, if I was a an elder, if I was a member, no matter what I was in the Lord's kingdom, what I do, would I do if I had no recognition at all, if no one knew me at all, if no one knew what I did, would I keep going just as strong as if everybody knew i I think that's that's an important thought to uh, you know to think about 
because we remember we're here to please God, not not men. And I want and I want to notice something here. You know, in Luke two fifty two, remember it talked about it talked about the growth and the progression of Christ. And the Bible says here that while Christ was growing up, it says in Jesus increased in wisdom and in stature and in favor. But notice who's first in favor with God first, then with men. You see, here's something that I learned, too. When you're in favor with God first, then the favor of man, the right men will follow. The Bible even says this, you know, a man's ways, when a man's ways please the Lord, it makes his enemies to even be at peace with that man. You see, in pleasing God first in everything that you do and everything that I do, we'll not only have his approval, but the ones that follow God, they'll have the our approval too. And so work to please God in everything that you do, not to please man. And that's that's another great lesson that we need to learn for ourselves. Another one that I learned in 2017, these are kind of combined, but this one's huge. Learn that I am not Superman and you can't be everything for everyone and you need to stay humble. You know, that that was a lesson that um, especially from going through the school of preaching that many of my instructors, you know, they they were older men, um, but they told us about when they were our age and they told us, you know, if I could do things differently, I do it this way. And from my notes and, and what I, what I gathered from them is all of them tried to be Superman, you know, tried to be everything for everyone. But when you, when you try to be everything for everyone, someone is always left out. But one thing about that is, is, is humility for me. You know, if you look at this, let's let the scripture talk. Let's go to Psalm chapter 10. Psalm chapter 10. And let's look at verse, um, verse 11 and 12. He has said in his heart, God hath forgotten. He hides his face. He'll never see it. Arise, O Lord, O God, lift up thy hand and forget not the humble. You know, you you just got to be humble. You just got to be humble. The Bible says, humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord, and then he'll do the lifting. And that's who I want to be lifted by. And that's who I hope you want to be lifted by. It's great to have um, your brothers and sisters commend you for, for things. That's, that's wonderful. That is wonderful. And I love to do that too. I love to commend my brothers and sisters when they do well. But would you rather have that or would you rather have the the commendation of God? You know, I think about Job and I ask myself this question when I studied Job is remember when Satan was going to and fro from the earth. And he said, has thou considered or God said, has thou considered my servant Job? God knew all the trials and turmoils that was about to happen to this man's life. And he said, by name, have you considered Job? Because God knew that Job would have enough faith to get through whatever Satan threw at him. 
And so here's a question that I ask myself and I hope you ask yourself. Can God right now, if he knew that tomorrow or next week or maybe the next minute that some great turmoil was about to happen to you, just like Job, could God put your name right there? Could God say, Has you, have you considered my servant Jordan, Satan? Give him your best shot, but don't kill him. Essentially, that, that's crazy when you think about it. That's essentially what, what God said to Satan. Give him your best shot and you still won't win. That's an amazing thought. I want God to say that about me. You give Jordan your best shot. You take away everything from him. Take away his money. Take away his health. Take away everything from him. But he'll still be faithful to me. I know that. Can he say that about you? I want to have that recommendation from God. You know, when we think about when you're applying for something, when you're applying for a job or college or something like that, there's always a page at the bottom that's a page of recommendation or references. And you write down someone's name and you write down their phone number. And sometimes they'll call. Is this person worthy to work here? Is this person worthy to attend school here? You know, you don't just pick anyone. You pick someone that, you know, you think can help you through. But can God spiritually put your name down there? Or could God have your name there? I don't know. It's something to think about. But I want God to be able to trust me that much that he could put me through whatever situation. And he can put you through whatever situation. And he knows that whatever's thrown your way, whatever's thrown my way, you're still going to walk out faithful. That That's awesome. That's amazing. So that's that's a, another lesson that I learned in 20, um, 2017. But I want to continue to go here. Uh, let's go to Psalm chapter 34. Continue through this point. Psalm 34. And I want to look at uh, verse 18. Psalm 34, 18. If I can get there too. Here we go. Or 34.2, I'm sorry. 34.2. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. Watch this. The humble shall hear and be glad. You see, in order to hear the Lord's voice, we have to be humble. Well, how do you know that? Remember in Daniel with King Nebuchadnezzar, when he said, look at everything that I built. Look at my empire. Look how strong I am. Look at everything that I have. Next instant, while he was speaking those words, he was turned into a beast and he had to spend uh, life as a beast for seven times. Then right after that, he said, now I know who reigns in the kingdoms of men. You see, Nebuchadnezzar can only hear the Lord's voice when he was humbled. You see, when he had everything, he couldn't hear the Lord's voice. He can only hear him, his voice. But when he's humbled, he can hear the Lord's voice. That's what I learned, too, in 2017. You see, the only way that I can hear the Lord's voice is I have to be completely humble. I have to be humble in order to hear him. But when I'm too prideful and when I think I know everything and when I think I have to figure things out and when I think I have to do things on my own strength, that's when it becomes a problem. Just like King Nebuchadnezzar, he had to learn. 
and the Lord knows how to humble and he knows how to abase. I want to look at this verse too. That goes right along with it. If you go to Proverbs chapter 16, <clears throat> Proverbs chapter 16, and if you look at verse 19, this one's huge too. It says, better it is to be of a humble spirit with the lowly than to divide the spoils with the proud. And that reminds me of Moses. You remember when Moses was in Egypt and he was living among royalty and in Hebrews, the Bible says that he would rather, um, you know, live with the Hebrews than with the Egyptians. Basically, he wasn't going to spend that time with them than he could with his brothers. It is better to be of a humble spirit with the lowly than to divide the spoils with the proud. And the verse before that in verse 18 says pride goeth before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. I learned from one of my instructors in the school that the word ETH at the end of a word means continual. So when you're continually prideful, it is a 100% guarantee that you will always fall. Some way, somehow, you will fall. And a haughty spirit before a fall. You will always fall if you're prideful and haughty in any shape, any way, shape, or form. The Lord will always bring you down. And he'll bring me down. But that's why we always have to be humble. Look at this last one. Uh, Proverbs 29, 23. This one's big, too. Actually, let's start in verse 22, because I want to read that one, too. An angry man stirreth up strife, and a furious man aboundeth in transgression. A man's pride shall bring him low, but honor shall uphold the humble in spirit. That is big, too. Again, remember, we talked about continually. When I'm prideful and you're prideful, you'll always be brought low. But honor shall uphold the humble in spirit. Now, when we talk about this, I think this is one thing we have to clear up too. When we talk about um, the second part of the verse, but honor shall uphold the humble in spirit, that honor there doesn't mean honor of the brethren. That honor there doesn't mean the honor of people. That's not what you work for. I hope not. That's not what I work for. I hope not that for myself either. That honor there is honor before God. And here's a question that we need to ask ourselves. Would we rather have the honor of men or the honor of God? And I'd rather have the honor of God. And sometimes men like, think about this, think about Noah. Everyone thought Noah was crazy. Everyone thought Noah was insane. We've never seen rain before. Rain's not coming. Okay, you need to get on the boat. Rain's not coming. 120 years of telling him. Look, the Lord said this is coming. But then when the rain actually came and all those wanted to get on the boat, the Lord shut the door. And when the Lord shuts the door, you can't open it again. You see, Noah always wanted to please God no matter if anyone else thought he was crazy or not. 
You see, here's one lesson that I learned too. Men like Noah, men like Joseph, men like Abram, men like Job, men like Christ himself. All those great, 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 great men of faith, they all were willing to do one thing. All of them were willing to stand by themselves. All of them. Well, how do you know that? Joseph, alone. His brothers threw him in the pit, alone. Potiphar's wife accused him of doing something, threw him in jail, alone. Job, yes, his wife was really hurt from the children, but she told him to curse God and die. Then she's not mentioned again, alone. Job's three friends comes and comforts him and tells him, if you were a better person, this wouldn't happen to you, essentially, alone. Christ, those disciples that followed him and loved him for three years, said they would never forsake him. Scripture says, and the disciples forsook him and fled, alone. You see, sometimes we have to be willing to walk alone. And that's what these great men of faith were willing to do. No matter if they had a hundred men behind them or just them and God, they weren't going to stop. And that's the mark of a great faithful man is if you guys want to go with me, that's awesome. Let's go. We're going to follow what the Lord says. But if you want to leave me by myself, that's fine, too. I've still got the Lord, whether you're here or not. That's that's an amazing thought. And that's the comfort that God can give a man is you can be by yourself and you've got everything. That's awesome to know that you can literally be by yourself. And as long as you have me, don't worry about it. You got it all. And that's the comfort that God gives. And that's the last lesson I learned in 2017. But quickly, here's some things that I want us to do better. And hopefully that you want to do better in 2018. This year, I want to be able to trust God in all things, just like Joseph and Job and all those guys, whether things were awesome, you know, great or things weren't trust him. Maybe Joseph, he had no idea that he was going to save all those people. But Joseph had to go through what he went through for God's purpose. And that that's what I want to do, too, in 2018. I want to go through whatever God wants me to for his purpose, whether I like it or not. And I hope you want to go through whatever he wants you to go through, whether you you like it or not either. Because God has a plan. He always sees the bigger picture. Trust him. Number two, another thing I want to do in 2018. I want to focus more on myself and improve myself. You know, remember in Luke uh, 2.52, what we read, the Bible says, Jesus grew in wisdom and in stature with God and man. That's one thing that I want to do this year. I want to grow in more wisdom with him, by myself, with my family, with the congregation, and then also with man. I want to be able to uh, be, a, be a light to those that I'm around. <clears throat> and the last thing for 2018, <clears throat> always do what's best for you spiritually. Why? Because you're selfish? No. Because you don't care about anyone? No. Always do what's best for you spiritually. So you can give the best version of you for someone else. 
that that's it. You know, Christianity is about giving. God gave the best gift, and so we give too. But here's here's a here's a question we need to ask ourselves. <clears throat> How can you give something that's not ready to be given yet? You can't. So you have to improve yourself and you have to be the best version of yourself so that when you give yourself away to others, they get the best. You don't want to give out crumbs to someone. You want to give out the best. Why? God desires our best. Even from the sacrifices in the Old Testament, he always wanted the first fruits. He didn't want the second fruits. God doesn't want crumbs from us and we shouldn't want it from each other. And so I want to give out the best version of Jordan to my family, to the congregation, to my friends. I want to be able to do that. But in order to do that, I have to work on myself. And I hope you do that too. And so those those are the kind of things that I kind of self-examined myself in 2017. And some things that I want to do better in 2018. And again, as, as we study these scriptures together this year, we're going to focus on, you know, a lot of improvement. You know, we're going to focus on getting ourselves better. We're going to focus on becoming the best versions of ourselves that the Lord that the Lord wants. And I always want to give the Lord my best. And I always want to give the Lord's people my best. And so in order to do that, I have to be willing to work at it. And that's what I hope that you'll do this year. I hope that you'll work on yourself. I hope that, you know, we all continue to work together. That's the goal, to work together to get to heaven. We all want to get there together. And so that was uh, the podcast for today. Um, again, uh, we're working uh, just a couple of news and notes. We're working on uh, a website for this. So that'll have um, the podcast on it. That'll have information on there. So just a, just another way to, to get you know the gospel out there. Um, also, continue to work with the app. Um, continue to get things on there and things loaded and downloaded. So it takes a while, but we'll get there. Um, but you know, other than that, we're continue to, um, spread the gospel. I hope where you are, the gospel spreading. I hope there's fertile soil there. Um, and I ask that you continue to pray for us here. And just as I continue to pray for all you guys where you are, uh, thank you all so much. And we'll see you all on the next podcast.